Help keep Kinks and Beats daily ad-free and receive bonus content early with a contribution of 20 cents per episode. Visit herohabit.com slash shop for more information. Welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. I'm your host, Tony Fry. This is episode 118. Um, Before we get started, I want to let you all know that since we're all uh, stuck up in our homes, working from home, um, if we are working or just, uh, you know, on on, uh, shelter in place without a job to go to and that we can't do from home, uh, but we're all, you know, dealing with this new reality uh, temporarily as this COVID virus uh, sweeps through our respective homelands. Um, so I thought it would be fun tomorrow, March 25th, 2020, um, if we did a live episode of this podcast. And I have some cool surprises in store that I'm not going to reveal just yet, but I think if you're a Kinks or a Beatles fan, um, you'll enjoy this. So what we're going to do on Instagram, if you follow Hero Habit on Instagram at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, which is, uh, I think, 7 o'clock UK time in the evening. Um, We're going to do a live episode, and I encourage you all to come in. You can chat with me um, or other people who are viewing, uh, and we'll just see what happens. Hopefully, we have a good time. My buddies at 1234Go Records in Oakland, California, um, are doing live DJ sets via Instagram Live, and people are loving it, and, and I thought... What a cool idea. Um, Also, if you are a fan of vinyl, swing by 1234Go Records um, website. They are still shipping out stuff. Even though you can't go into their store, you can still buy online. And a lot of record stores are doing that. You can shop online and they will ship it to you. um, And we can still be supporting local businesses and getting our fix of uh, good music during this weird time we're living in. So tomorrow, Instagram Live. Follow Hero Habit. All one word. And um, at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, we will start our live broadcast. Uh, it's not going to be a normal podcast episode like you're used to hearing here. Um, it'll be fun and it will not be released. So this will be your only chance to listen to it. This is not one that's going to be distributed um, through this podcast feed, not even as a bonus episode. So you have been warned. You have one chance to watch, and I hope you do. All right. Today we are talking about Who Will Be the Next in Line by The Kinks. It was released March 19th, 1965 as the B-side to Everybody's Gonna Be Happy. And it was released in America as the A-side. They switched it. They flipped them on July 21st, 1965. It reached number 34 um, in America. And the reason they flipped it was because this was the first Kinks song to not be a big top 10 hit. Um, not this one, but the uh, uh, Everybody's Gonna Be Happy. And so they freaked out in America. They refused to release it as an A side. And somewhat ironically, it didn't, you know, top hit top 20 in America. But it's kind of a complicated song. And we'll talk about that later. But it's it's a it's a bit of a departure for the band, and I I don't really understand why they weren't bigger hits, other than the fact that it could have been saturation. Um, 
the there were three months between when they recorded this track and when it was released. They recorded it uh, December twenty second and twenty third, nineteen sixty four, at Pi Studios. Ray's playing piano. Dave, Pete, and Mick are playing their normal instruments. And uh, three months go by until it's released. And in that time, tired of waiting for you, the single is released. And Kinda Kinks, their latest LP, is released. And the next, so so it's uh, between December. So they release "So Tired of Waiting for You," then they release "Kinda Kinks." Then, like two weeks later, they release "Everybody's Gonna Be Happy," backed with "Who'll Be the Next in Line." Then two months after that, they release the "Set Me Free" single. So they are literally on a every two or three months there's a new album or single being released. So it's possible that maybe just it was too much um all at once to have been a huge hit. You know, that's a uh uh unsustainable record, you know, uh, release schedule. We've talked about that in the past. This song would eventually end up on a US compilation album called Kingdom in November 1965. And the band did, they took eight takes to record the rhythm track. And Ray recorded his vocal in one take and then did a double track vocal in one take. So essentially there were 10 takes for this song to be finished. Eight of the band and then one of each vocal track. And what makes it tricky is it's got a weird groove. Whoops. It's got a weird groove. It opens with that little rip, which is just the, uh, we're in a G chord. It's just the root, the seventh, flat seven, six, five. So G, F, E, D. Um, and then it goes into the groove, but the groove is kind of, you know, this weird pattern. And then the vocal delivery on top of it doesn't really make any sense to what the band is playing. And that, I think that's cool. Uh, it, it, there's a real rhythmic dissonance between what the rhythm section is doing and what Ray is singing. And so it's very hard. I, I, I did a couple passes of it just to get it under my fingers um, before I recorded. And this is a hard song to sing while you're playing. Who'll be the next in line? Who'll be the next in line for heartache? Who'll be the next mistake I made over you? Who'll be the next in line? Who'll be the next in line for you? Who'll be the next in line? Who'll be the next in line to watch you love? Uh, I can't. I can't even do it. So it's a weird because they're not. So Ray's doing the little like half step slide in on the piano. Um, they're not. There's like a certain swing to it. So it's not triplets or sixteenths straight ahead. There is like a swing to it. Um, but there's no swing to the vocal. Who'll be the next in line? Who'll be the next in line for heartache? Right? There's not a lot of swing to that 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 matches 
what the band is doing. And maybe that also contributes to, uh, you know, why it didn't chart as high as it maybe should, because this is a very different song and it's not super easy to dance to or to move to. And, uh, you know, which was an important factor in the 1960s, especially this period of the 1960s, you had to be able to dance to it. Um, so that's kind of interesting. There's also the, 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 the chordal structure. It's mostly on G. And then he resolves by going down a whole step, which is not in the key of G because the key of G would have been an F sharp. Actually it would have been an F sharp diminished, but it, uh, so he's not going down chromatically. Um, he's just climbing kind of down a scale. Everything goes down a whole step. And then he goes down a half step to E major, which is also not in the key of G because we have a G sharp in there. And then this is really, the, at this point, is the only uh, part of the song where he uses some form of um, diatonic movement where he goes to the four chord off of E, he goes to the four chord, which is not in the key of G. This is an A major. And then back to G. And then from that A chord, the second time he goes to a C major. So the A chord has the C sharp in it. And then he slides the C down to a C natural. To G. To E. To A. Who'll be the next in line? Who'll be in the next in line for a heartache? We'll make the same mistake I made over you. We'll be the next in line. We'll be the next in line for you. So it's a, it's kind of got like a so tired of waiting for you um, progression. And then some of the ways like when he does for you, the way he bends into that is kind of harkens back to the tired of waiting. Um, so it seems like a logical evolution for his writing style at this time. Um, but audiences didn't buy it. Again, I think it was more to do with this weird rhythm and the fact that they just had an album come out two weeks before and a single a month or two before that, a hit single. Um, so it's like if it's so tired of waiting for you was a flop, maybe this single would have done better. But they had just had a hit. And had just had an album come out, and now you're releasing another single. It could have just been saturation. And it's all, you know, at this point, it's on the timing, too. Because you've also got the Beatles and the Stones putting out hit singles in this same period at this same rate of release. So it's a very crowded marketplace. So, you know, having this track um, or Everybody's Gonna Be Happy was the A-side in England. But either way, regardless, both of those tunes are kind of funky tunes having those um, mixed in with everything else that's going on, it just might not have been room for them to be top 10 hits. Regardless, we can look back at them now. 
um, as solid tunes. And I, I've always liked this song. It's a funky tune. It's a little bit weird, but it's still distinctly early kinks. You know, it's not as big a jump as like sunny afternoons going to be down the line. So that's who will be the next in line. Oh, it also has the <clears throat> going back. I was just about to be done, but going back to the comparison to so, so tired, you know, so tired, tired of waiting, tired of waiting for you, where he takes these steps to finish the line is who'll be the next in line, who'll be the next in line for heartache, you know, so he's kind of still using that that device of kind of getting half a thought out and then in the following line completing that thought. So in a lot of ways it it's might be too different from its predecessor and also too similar to his predecessor at the same time, um, depending on what aspect of the song you're analyzing against tired of waiting. All right. With that, I'm about done. Uh, it's a good tune. I like this one. Uh, it's one of my favorite early kinks tunes and, uh, you can listen to it on the Spotify playlist. I hope you will all join me tomorrow again, Instagram live at 10 AM Pacific standard time, um, for our live kinks and beats daily. It's going to be a mix. It's not going to be, like I said, you know, we typically go, alternate between a kinks and a beatles related episode this is going to be everything so if you like either band you're going to hear something you enjoy um and we will i'm not going to give up any more information than that but i hope you'll join me tomorrow 10 a.m pacific standard time instagram live for live kinks and beats daily all right i will talk to you then and um thanks for listening This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.